Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Defined Engagement Bookcast. I'm Doug Fine. Thank you for joining me. Today, we'll be talking again to Devin Halliday. He is the author of Belonging Factor, How Great Brands and Great Leaders Inspire Loyalty, Build Community, and Grow Profits. Today, we'll be discussing Chapter 8 of Belonging Factor. It's got an interesting title to the chapter. It's Authenticity and Other <coughs> to Consider. Devin, we welcome you back. Thank you for joining me, and I hope you all enjoy this. Hello, everybody. Here I am, Doug Fine in Augusta, Georgia. I have a consulting company called Defined Performance Solutions, and I do employee engagement, uh, leadership development, training, strategy development, things like that to help companies get better at what they do uh, through their people and through great leadership. And I'm here with Devin Halliday. He is the author of Belonging Factor, How Great Brands and Great Leaders Inspire Loyalty, Develop and Build Community, and grow profits. So here we are, Devin, and we're going to talk today about Chapter Eight: Authenticity and other shit to consider. Yeah, that's Devin, the whole- you're a rebel. I love it. I do. I love it. Oh, Someone my. that could say that in their book is like, okay, that's kind of, that's my kind of guy. I'm serious. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think uh, I think this is the chapter that that really is the one that's like, let's 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 stop sugarcoating things. Let's not think about anything other than what it really means to be real and to to do that you gotta you gotta eliminate some bullshit and so that's just what felt most authentic for me to present this chapter as loud and clear i hear that man i mean the fact that yes like you're you're being yourself authentic and and you know i've been in business i've been doing I've been working in organizations for my whole life, basically, until I stepped out on my own. And it, it's like you, you, you get called aside if you said that word. Typically, most of the places I worked, if I said that word, if I said that work in the, in the environments that I worked in, I'd get called aside and say, you're out of line or whatever. I mean, uh, anyway. So I'm, what I'm not advocating for is... Right. So- and just say, you know what? It's authentic for me to drop f bombs every other word. Right. Um, it's authentic for me to um, to use you know colloquial, potentially offensive terms. Of course. That's not what I'm advocating for. But certainly, what I'm saying is, um, more and more workplaces are starting to allow people the freedom and flexibility to be authentic for who they need to be in that environment. And that's what authenticity is. It's not, it's not be a whole self at work. It's be the whole person that you need to be in that environment. Right. I'm a father. I don't need to bring parenting into work. Like that's just not something that I need to bring in. So when people say bring your whole self, uh, that's different than, you know, I think what I'm talking about with authenticity, but certainly it is authentic for me to not, to not try to wait around something that I think needs to be hit in some people's faces, which is to call out bullshit when it's bullshit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you got a good bullshit detector up here, antenna. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Hey, so you, you, you made a great analogy in this chapter and it was about um, value, authenticity, values and behavior. When values and behavior align, 
two colors become one color. Yep. So I thought that was really an interesting analogy and I would love for you to just kind of quickly like tell, tell us what you meant there sure. as so, it relates to authenticity. Yeah, imagine a Venn diagram, right, where you have a blue circle and you have a red circle and where they overlap, it's purple, right? And so if blue is values and red is behaviors, if an organization's values and behaviors are truly in sync with each other, you should have almost a full overlap. You should have a purple big circle, right? That means that, that what we say and what we do are the same things. Now, in most organizations, it's not a complete overlap. Uh, right. and, and in the best organizations, it's, it's close, but there's always going to be some areas around the fringe. Understood, Sure. right? Whether that's through growing, through change, through uh, mistakes, or through... Uh, attempting to try something different that maybe fell outside of what we thought our values were because maybe we were exploring a new path. There's many reasons, but there's a large percentage of organizations through my work and through, I, you know, I understand many leaders who feel this way as well, see the fact that what we say and what we do often do not align. And so you end up with a little sliver or sometimes two separate circles. Yeah. So an example of that, um, on a, a company that, that I write about in the book, um, you have trumpeting their culture, right? And really talking about how great their culture is from an inclusivity standpoint, but it turned into playing favorites and you know, some of the, the old stuff, people who, who had performance evaluations who were um, playing the culture game, right? They posted a bunch on Instagram to show how great their, their teams are and how happy their employees are they got great performance reviews while people who didn't post a lot on Instagram, but delivered uh -huh. results and had no HR complaints didn't uh, or diversity initiatives. Maybe they were super well-intentioned, but then they ended up excluding big groups as opposed to in being inclusive, right? So the words and actions not matter. Great intentions, great values, great words. Um, or how about this customers getting so frustrated for paying premium prices, but only receiving kind of like, like that, that mid-level, mid-tier average service. Um, and, and also being sold items that they never really wanted because of internal pressures on sales related things. Um, those people began abandoning the company after sharing their experiences and the company not treating it like the way their value stated, which is our customers are you know, our foundation and the reason we show up every day. Great example there, you know, premium this, like premium this, and then uh, service, the service part, e even if it's a great premium, you know, uh, top shelf product, if this, and, and that's, you, you want, you want everything related to that product to be on a par with excellence, you know, as the product is. And when that falls short, huh? Disconnect again. Disconnect. And, and, and one that I think it affects every company. Um, yeah. company is, is politics. So mm -hmm. politics becoming a driving force yeah. at your mid-level manager and higher um, is something that many companies have experienced for millennia. But once it starts to move from like maybe say a director level into a, a regional management level and lower, that's when things get really bad, when you have politics involved in every decision. So it's no longer brightest and best, but fiercely loyal that drives decision-making around promotions, around assignments, around projects, that's when 
you start to see such a such a massive disconnect where there's no ability for those colors to overlap any longer because the stated value and the actual behaviors just differ. And what's worse is when you say one thing and do another as an organization or as a leader, not only is there the disconnect um, that doesn't allow people to feel like they belong, but now you create a division um, between us and them, whichever side you happen to be on, yeah. that causes the best and brightest to look elsewhere. And you know yeah. who hangs around? The people who know how to pl play the game, so to speak, uh, well enough, but maybe don't necessarily deliver the, what the best and brightest are delivering for your organization. So this is an area where, despite the best efforts of a company to create this amazing value proposition and value statement for themselves in practice over time, moving so far away from it that they lost that sense of pride, belonging, people weren't showing up to work, um, feeling the same level of, of pride and people weren't going to family gatherings or uh, networking proud to have that name of their company on their, you know, their shirt or whatever. Uh, you know, cover it up, put a jacket on. Wow. Uh, which is, which, which is, is so, so, so important for us to understand that that's not the result of any deliberate intentional, we're going to just, you know, push hard on this way. It's a result of not paying attention to and understanding what must be true to, to achieve these values. And that's your set of behaviors, right? Yeah. Yeah. I heard recently <clears throat> about, um, you, be, beware like uh, yellow caution lights when you hear a CEO talk about their great culture. Yeah, because trust it's, because right? it's, it's like culture is something that has to be sustained every day and it could turn on a dime actually uh -huh. uh, because if you haven't engaged your people to be the culture, um, bragging about culture is really a dumb thing to do. It's just culture. dumb because you have to you have to keep the work never ends on on building a, a wonderful culture, a work culture. Yeah, uh, culture requires maintenance. It requires evidence regularly. Um, and it's it's I mean, it's a verb, right? It's actions that 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 we all do rather than words we say. Yes. Ideas we have. And, you know, the, the concept of, I talk about it in this chapter specifically, trust but verify is so important, right? So when I am working with any organization or when I have been an employee in the past of organizations, uh, trust but verify was always something that was important to me. Uh, trust what my leader's telling me, but verify through actions that that's what we really do around here. Um, also, there's another one that I talk about in this chapter a bit, which is when somebody tells you who they are, shows mm. you who they are, believe them. Mm. So if you have a person who shows you that they are, as a leader, that they are a person who is you know, numbers, output, et cetera, driven and has no concept of the emotional intelligence necessary to interact with or lead the people on their team, believe them that that's where they're at. So now you know what you're working with, yeah. even though they tell you, uh, I'm all about you and I'm all about the team and I'm all about whatever you guys need to succeed. If their actions don't support that, you know, make sure you're paying attention and, and believe what they're showing. Mm -hmm. uh, 
that's important because that's kind of that trust but verified but that's important because it 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 allows your expectation as an individual to be set in you own what you do in any environment you're not a result of a bad boss mm-hmm. you're not a bad company. If you lead even one person or even just yourself, you can make sure that your values and the values of the organization and, and your behaviors align and you can break that chain. Yeah, you might have to shoulder the burden of some stuff for a while, but you're, you're going to have your own sense of empowerment because you are helping yourself and others achieve something the right way. And so it's, I, I don't want this to be something where we talk so much about the broad overall culture right. of because every person to your point is responsible for their piece of it. And so if right now you're thinking, okay, yeah, I've got a bad boss and yeah, the things we write on our wall are not the things that we do, but what about you? As mm-hmm. the, are the things written on the wall things you do in your behaviors? And if not, why? Is it because they're the wrong things on the wall or are they because you have you know a different set of priorities that you're forced to look at how can you look at those and that's where we start to move into this authenticity and other shit to consider is this idea of okay where can my brain start to to make that change for myself yes you rely on somebody else to do it for you yes Devin Superman uh, Superman Devin Ah. thank you so much again we covered chapter eight authenticity and other shit to consider from this wonderful book called belonging factor how great brands and great leaders inspire loyalty, build community, and grow profits. Devin, we'll see you next next week for Chapter 9, Operational Objectives Plus. No, do not equal organizational values. Had to put. So operational objectives do not equal organizational values. Looking forward to that, Devin, and thank you again for your time and uh, People, you can find how to reach Devin underneath the the video here, and uh, he will be happy to talk to you. Uh, just like just like just like a, a great service provider will do. They're going. He's going to talk to you. He's going to see what, how he can help you, and just to become another friend would be that's that's kind of what what drives you too, huh, Devin? I love it absolutely. Yeah, re, re, I think relationships make the world go round. And, uh, and when, when we can get enough good ones moving in the right direction, we spin pretty fast. So I'm all about it. Right on. Hey, see you next time, okay? Take care. Once again, thank you for being here at the Defined Engagement Bookcast. Next week, we'll be talking to Devin Halliday again on Chapter 9. The chapter is entitled, Operational Objectives Do Not Equal Organizational Values. You can find other bookcasts at Anchor FM. And you can find me at my website, www.dougjfine.com. Thank you again for joining us today, and we look forward to seeing you next week for Chapter 9. All the best to you. Take care, and thanks again.